Hi friend, welcome to the Quiet Connections podcast. Do you feel anxious and not good enough in social situations? Feel like you're weird, broken or don't fit in? You are not alone. Join Hayley and Stacey on a journey to quiet confidence. Picking up key insights to help you feel more calm and confident. So you can finally speak up, join in and feel like you belong too. And welcome back to the Quiet Connections podcast. It's me, Stacey. I'm joined today by our good friend, Elaine Macy. Both myself and Haley have been on coaching courses alongside Elaine, me and her in 2018 when we did our NLP training together, and Haley and Elaine last year when they did their Blue Health coaching training. And I think we can all agree that within those environments, deep and beautiful bonds can be forged. And that's certainly true in this case. Elaine is a co-founder and director for Four Motion CIC with a mission to help people stay moving, connected and feeling positive through delivering accessible, high quality dance, yoga, fitness and well-being classes, workshops and projects. In today's episode, Elaine and I chat about the role movement plays in bridging our internal and external experiences to help us feel more deeply into our emotions, to become curious, playful explorers of our own lives, to help release anxiety and tension and breathe life back into our being and ultimately take aligned action. There's so much to explore here, so let's dive on in. Hi, Elaine. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'm really excited to be having a chat with you. How's your morning been? Oh, hi, Stacey. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to be um, here this morning. Yeah, really, really good start to say thank you. The blue skies, I went out for my run um, on the coast and got very muddy and then jumped in for a swim. So I've kind of all topped up on Mother Nature and I've got my zing on. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds... Amazing. Perfect way to start the day. <laughs> um, and some kitchen dance as well, I like to add, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Um, so just to start off with then, like if you just want to share a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do, I know some people might recognize you from the Move Like No One's Watching workshop that you did a couple of weeks ago, which was great. But yeah, if you'd like to just introduce yourself a little, that would be lovely. Thanks, Stacey. Yeah, so... Um, Gosh, I, I, um, I, I set up a company 15 years ago called Four Motion. We're a community interest company and we are on a mission to help as many people as possible stay moving and connected. And I think that that value that we've held very close to our hearts for the last 15 years has particularly come to life in the last year with obviously the pandemic. So I guess that's me on a, on a, on a work front, but um as Elaine, away from work, you know, I love the ocean, I love nature, I love moving, I love dancing and, and just connecting with people. So I enjoy volunteering. Um, I'm also an NLP practitioner and a Blue Health coach. And um, yeah, just enjoy making the most of life. And often that involves some form of movement. So um, I guess my personal life and work life sometimes merge together because full motion is very physical in what we offer. So um, yeah, a bit about me. 
that's amazing and I love like I, I always feel like I say this to you when when I speak to you but I just love your energy you have such amazing energy that you bring to everything um so obviously we met I think it was 2018 which was on the NLP practitioner training and um yeah I feel like we we had quite a connection then and it's in recent times like we we've come back together again and it's been so lovely to to reconnect with you so yeah I'm wondering where where to start today like what do you feel is like the the thing that feels so true to you right now really good question and it's something I've really kind of been diving into particularly this year I'm a bit of a sucker for New Year's resolutions. I love the change. <laughs> I love the closure of a, of a year and the start of a new one. I spend a lot of time journaling and reflecting and I'm a bit of a goal setter as well. So I guess I've been thinking about the year ahead, but obviously it's been quite hard what with the pandemic around and restrictions and things. So it's what I've learned this year and over the last year is, is to kind of really draw focus on my own mental, physical health and well-being and, and how I can invest in myself and be the best version to then be able to show up for other people. Because I guess my my ultimate passion is, is to help other people find their happy and find their zing and find their dance and find whatever it is they want to find. And so I've got this real bubbling buzz at the moment that I'm, I'm enjoying my journey and wanting to share that with other people. Um, so I'm just kind of navigating what that might look like and how I can do that through my my work. So. Oh, I love that so much. And that feels quite similar to kind of where, where I am at the moment. And actually, I feel like a lot of people have kind of been exploring that over the last year of like, what is actually my, my higher purpose? And how do I express that and bring that into my, my everyday living life? And and um, yeah, and I mean, that's such a, it's an interesting thing to explore, isn't it? Because it can feel so intense and confusing at times, but also very liberating and it's scary and exciting all at once. Like how, how has that journey been for you so far? Um, like therapy. I've, I think <laughs> I've I voluntarily put myself into my own therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess once you you're up for that journey, I'm I I kind of like it. Even it's like a roller coaster, isn't it? You need to if you want to go up to the high points, you've got to experience the lows and all the that ebb and flow of life. And I've I've kind of started this year with a real energy of like, okay, bring this on, Elaine. Let's really unpack your fears, your vulnerabilities. Um, how do I want to show up? How do I want to connect with people? How do I want to nourish my own mind, body, being? And it's been a real um, eye opener. And there's been some dips, actually, yeah, in the last couple of weeks of, of facing those fears and, and really sitting with what they feel like. And I, I guess I'm quite a kinesthetic being. So I I've noticed last week I wanted to communicate something to someone, but I couldn't, and I felt it in my throat. So kind of that linking of like the chakras or how you feel energy in your body. And it just felt like this like lump in my throat. And I was like, okay, I need to really sit with this. Now the old Elaine would have just been like, oh, don't communicate that, that, you know, just ignore it, move on. Whereas the process of sitting with it and, you know, I, I either do breathing exercises or my yoga or journaling. And all of a sudden that, that sensation went. And then I felt quite liberated when I got to communicate what I truly wanted to communicate. And I think that's why the beauty of like NLP and the coaching and 
how movement, I believe, is a wonderful language to connect with people. So, yeah, quite a journey. Yeah, it sounds like it. And as you were saying that, I, I was just thinking as well, like you mentioned that you're very kinesthetic so that you feel... I suppose like everything that you're experiencing within your body and I was wondering actually how that related to your like need for movement and that kind of passion that you have for that yeah I think I've always I mean apparently I was quite an energetic child and you know my parents took me to dance classes when I was very young and was very lucky to be introduced to lots of different forms of dancing and moving or sport and and so that's always been my way of, of hobbies and enjoyment, how I've socially met people, but also how I've learned. Like, I'm, you know, I love DIY, I love cooking, I love um, expressing myself physically. So I think once I, and actually the NLP course a few years ago really allowed me to own that. And that came up again for me this year where I'm on a, on a coaching course at the moment and I discovered I'd lost my dance. And I, when I realized that I mean when I say I lost my dance mean as in I've stopped dancing as much but also as a metaphor of Elaine you have you lost your way slightly so when I realized that I felt a real sense of sadness and I was like well Elaine you know dance and movement is is your way of experiencing the world being trying to run a marathon or teach a class or just dance in your kitchen so I've actually really enjoyed when I know that I've got that lump in my throat or I'm feeling down or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling worried about job or connecting with someone I will literally put on my favorite music dance around for three minutes and then return to it and I've noticed from doing that in different environments that that shifts my energy and how I communicate so it's almost like a self-care tool now that I know if I'm in that space go and dance alone and come back (laughs) yeah that's amazing what do you think is um is going on with that process then what do you feel like the movement kind of offers you what does it offer me it's it's a good question I'm sitting here I mean I'm immediate my response to that question is to pause and breathe (laughs) Um, which is a good thing because sometimes I I I don't know about anyone else but when life can be hectic and busy I'm just like (laughs) and all of a sudden my shoulders come up and I'm not breathing as efficiently or as effectively as I like so I think there's um it allows me to feel um my body and that kind of mind-body duality that connection that if I'm in a situation that needs a response requires a response or or I want to give one then I often sit and breathe first I'll kind of body scan and go okay how's my body feeling do you need to high energy high energy dance or do you actually just need to be really still and breathe or do you need to move through a yoga flow or do you need to go and immerse immerse yourself in cold water and I think because I've got all these little movement things that I enjoy doing I then select which one is suitable for that kind of that situation and what energy I've got in my body so I'm not sure if that answered your question (laughs) (laughs) and um I I was just thinking also then like this this theme keeps coming up I think throughout quite a few of the conversations I've been having around you know I suppose yeah moving our bodies and um, tuning into like our outer environments and stuff like that as a way to help us experience what we're feeling and mm-hmm. I know that for an, like anyone who's listening um, and like from my own experience and stuff as well that like when we experience like social anxiety or really any kind of form of anxiety our, 
almost like one of like those go-to responses is to tense up and to freeze and to not move basically so I really do feel like there is a really strong connection there between you know being able to move our bodies again and get those emotions flowing I mean emotions have motion in them so (laughs) totally and I think that um, I know I mentioned it in our um, workshop that we did together a few um, weeks ago, this um, quote from Joan Skinner, who is um, a movement dance practitioner that I've been inspired by in, in my training. But she said, awareness is the first step to change. And I think that's the beauty of movement, whatever you choose. And it could be the movement of your breath or just observing your movement as you're sat still or moving that bringing your awareness to that is just that kind of little first step into that space of like, okay, do I want to change? What do I need to change? Actually, there's nothing I want to change, but just that, I guess that mindful practice that merges mindfulness and meditation into the physical being and the physical sense. And I just think that's a really powerful tool that if we could just, I mean, I often talk about pressing the pause button, which I find hard (laughs) because I am quite, you know, I move quite a lot and enjoy talking, but I think the biggest thing at the moment is learning to press pause and to draw your awareness to how you're feeling and your emotions or your stress or whatever it is that's going on. So, mm. yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <But> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're really, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm just contemplating right now. <laughs> Taking in everything that you're saying. Um, there was a question there. <laughs> right. Your question actually sparked um, regarding the workshop that we did that move like no one's watching and I really was grateful for you inviting me to do that because I felt like it really I stepped out of my comfort zone and I could feel that and in my nerves and my apprehension and anxiety towards it but that really surprised me as well because I've taught dance for over 20 years and dance is my comfort zone I'm happy to do that and I love that but there was something about it being new and I really loved how you, by you inviting me to that presents a challenge to myself, which isn't, I guess, another realm of my life is that I enjoy endurance stuff and setting challenges and going for that. But um, I think that where, where I was going with that is that kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and, and initially going, Oh no, I can't do that. And feeling the nerves and, the, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm shaking my hands now, but actually if you move into that space and just sit with that for a while and kind of go, do you know what? This is not so bad. Okay, so I'm going to plan it. Okay, I'm going to plan and share what I'm passionate about and then delivering it and getting feedback, that reinforcement that we all need as human beings from our senses or from human beings. It was, it's reinforced this, I want to do it more now and I want to learn more and I want to get better at it. So just, um, yeah, that kind of awareness of how your body and your mind respond, but then stepping into it and embracing whatever comes up. So... I'm <laughs> I'm curious as to what part of um delivering that type of workshop felt like it was out of your comfort zone. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I guess I'm a like everyone at the moment. I I, I love the energy of pe- real people in a real space, and I'm I guess how I would interact. Normally, there would be lots of contact and connections in a safe way through the delivery of the kind of dance, like contact improvisation and um, things like that. So actually transferring that on online and having people on screens. And 
I kind of, there was a, a bit of doubt of, am I going to be able to communicate my energy through a screen? And then when people chose to have their camera on or off and how I navigated that. So there was all these other external things that I wasn't in control of, which made me kind of, oh, but I need to control it because I want to be <laughs> professional and I want to show up and I want to hopefully engage people and make people feel good and all the unknown stuff that we just never know, right? But actually, um in return that the people that uh, came were almost they I became what's that they were my teachers I learned so much from them and the experience which was just um huge and I think also there was an element of me where I'm at in my I guess mindset of how I want to move forward in my work is there's a bit of imposter syndrome creeping in because I'm looking at my NLP my blue health coaching my experience of teaching dance and yoga and running for motion and I'm wanting to merge these together in lots of different modalities and research and space but I'm not quite sure what that is at the moment and I saw that one hour workshop as my first trial and error of can I bring coaching can I bring NLP into this can I bring dance can I so it was a bit like I'm not quite sure (laughs) (laughs) it sounds to me like it was um I suppose exploring something that actually felt very genuine and very real and very authentic to you and actually that in itself can feel very out of our comfort zone a lot of the time yeah because you we expose ourselves then don't we and it's like oh will people judge me and you know I I only ever want to be authentic and real in what I offer enough and that will mean mean me making silly jokes or giggling and making silly comments in myself and I, and hopefully that in return just kind of relaxes people. But at the same time, there's an element of being wanting to be professional and articulate and ensuring that the right, um, it's, it's a safe place to allow other people to explore what that means for them and their dance. So, Yeah, well, I can, I can say being on the receiving end of that workshop that I, I feel like you achieved all of that. <laughs> and I thought it was amazing. There was one thing in particular within that workshop that really stood out for me. And um, I can't remember exactly what exercise it was but I remember I was lying on the floor I had my eyes closed and you mentioned something about moving your arms as if they were in honey and there was something about like the movement that meets like resistance or something and that felt really really powerful for me really oh that's nice to nice to hear it's um yeah, I guess, again, drawing on Skinner releasing techniques, she uses a lot of visualization um, and anatomical exploration. So um, I guess from the workshop that I delivered, it kind of went from using our, our senses. So we first of all explored space and visually, and we drew our name, different body parts. And then we kind of went into the body and the kinesthetic and what that felt like and interspersed it with play of moments of like what I call kitchen dance, of just like kind of freestyle, shake it out. and um, I just think there's um, as as adult well as, as children we come into the world as as curious ex- explorers, don't we? We're looking at textures and colours, and we're kind of balancing on our hands and feet with our asses in the air and trying to do a downward dog, not not knowing it's downward dog, or rolling on our back doing happy baby, holding onto our feet. But as as adults, we seem to then evolve into this kind of vertical existence of just being sat and 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 not playing. And I think hopefully from the movement workshops it's about being a curious big kid again and playing and if moving through honey is is what triggers that 
um, thought process. They're great, but I mean, also that you mentioned about resistance, and I think that's also that it can be playful, but it also can um, bring up other things that are, we're holding up in our body, and that can be resistance, obviously, that we hold in our breath and our body, and yeah. I just think everyone should be moving in honey. There we go, Stacey. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, there's so much in what you just said there that I want to unpack um, because I also really strongly believe in this um, thing around like needing, like bringing more play into our lives as adults. Mm-hmm. I, I, I totally agree with you that like we seem to grow up and at some point believe that play and exploration and stuff gets left in childhood I suppose like in many ways we actually get told that it's childish to be playful yes and it's uh, yeah I I totally agree with you and you know and this is why I love these connections if you think about NLP and meeting Haley on the blue health course and how the universe just brings like-minded people together and here we are having a chat about movement and I just you're so right I think as adults we we forget to be curious and and through play, you know, we fall over and we make mistakes and therefore we then learn and we can we can go about our play and then fall over again. You know, when a child is learning to walk, we don't all the bumps and the bruises and the falling over and getting back up again is all part of learning to walk and to navigate the world. So why as adults do we not do that? So um I think, yeah, more moving like honey and kitchen dancing is definitely the way forward. (laughs) Absolutely. And I just realised, as you said that, that actually play requires action, doesn't it? So in order for us to play, we actually need to be moving our bodies and doing something to to do that. So if that's connected then with also curiosity and exploring and the way in which like we learn and make our way through the world, actually movement becomes a really essential and integral part of that. It really, really does. I love that. Yeah, curiosity for sure, isn't it? Because if we stop moving, we stop playing, how do we know how our body can work, how we can connect with other people and ourselves? And I just think, you know, we're we're alive, we're lived human beings, we've got lived experiences and we've got this amazing tapestry of, of knowledge and um, yeah range of movement that I think sometimes gets lost as we get older so um you know even in this conversation now you're helping me navigate that understanding that actually there is a place for NLP and coaching with movement and 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 dance and cold water swimming and walking and and nature time so it's just a really lovely journey to be on and very grateful for you for these lovely questions (laughs) you're very welcome (laughs) again wonderful (laughs) Uh, I, I like to believe that uh, like every conversation or everything that you have is actually working its way towards something much bigger than just the present moment so yeah you're very welcome for that <laughs> yeah I just think this is such a beautiful conversation actually and I, I'm also actually drawing a lot I think from from what we're talking about here um I was going to ask what like first steps would you like suggest as something like if we take someone who perhaps doesn't feel comfortable with play um perhaps there's some I suppose healing or something that needs to be done there around play and perhaps like has a lot of um freeze responses and a lot of tension in the body like what first steps would you suggest for a person to start loosening up some of that and starting to move into more of that like or bringing more movement in into their lives 
Yeah, there's, I mean, the first thing that's coming to mind is, is to, to kind of just press pause and breathe. You know, we're all here on this planet because of our breath. You know, it's an involuntary function that we have, but actually the beauty of the breath also is that we can control it as well. And often when we're in those states of, of anxiety or worry or wherever we're at, that the breath changes and that can manifest into tension, which can manifest into a bad back or, you know, all these other th symptoms that might arise in our body. So um, I, from your question, I'm kind of drawing on an experience that I had. Um, actually, one of the reasons I came to NLP and, and met Lizzie and my, and my coach Chara is, um, losing my, my dad so the idea of grief and how for a couple of years I hadn't really dealt with it I was just oh I'm busy I'm just going on oh, I'm loving life I'm going loving life and actually I had a hip injury and um, it prevented me from doing an event and I was like oh it's an in injury but I couldn't work out why and that then caused anxiety and worry because I wasn't moving as much that affected my mood and then kind of had a bit of a um a, a, tumbleweed I guess effect on that on my body and my mood so when I then just stopped and was like do you know what just listen to your body lane what does your body need right now and so I did I, I kind of dived into my meditation practice my journaling and took some really deep breaths and uh, there's lots of different breathing techniques that we can use but a very simple one is that deep belly breathing you know you know maybe resting your hands on your abdomen and just feel the movement of your breath as you breathe in and um like let the belly dome and really deepen and lengthen that breath and in return that calms our nervous system it calms our breathing rate our lowers our heart rate which in turn just kind of gets us in that alpha state of <sighs> okay so once once we're in that state, hopefully we're then in a clearer space to kind of go, okay, what actions do I need to do? Or how do I want to go about my day? Or what language do I want to, you know, I am powerful. I am strong. I am worthy. I am, you know, all that thing, those kind of self-talk things like natural way at us and, and they get lost when we're maybe in a state of anxiety or worry. So I would say just find a space that you feel safe in, lying down, sitting down, out in nature, in your bed before you wake up or go to sleep and just and just breathe breathe yeah yeah i think yeah we, we underestimate the power of breathing don't we we do we so do and it's in one of my um i guess i've got top i call it my feel good kit which i try and um, um enjoy doing every day and one of them is to kind of pause and to breathe and um it's just so powerful and it can release a lot of a lot of emotions as well, which I guess we need to be open minded to that. But once you release that, it can come to wonderful things. I think. Mm. How does breathing and movement interact together? So I, it's interesting you say that because I've experienced and been aware of my breath three times this morning. Um, the first was trying to run up a hill up on the Cornish coast which was very muddy and I'm like <laughs> like breathing out of my mouth all over the place and actually um uh, talking to Phil who's a blue health coach I know you've had on recently yeah and <laughs> breathing course you know we've spoken a lot because we both like our ultra marathons and um when we we met up recently he was saying about you know using that nasal breath so there's me trying to conquer this hill I'm not very good at running up hills by the way so I'm <laughs> trying to breathe in and out of my nose but 
again, making that connection and awareness of my breath to know that if I can breathe more efficiently, I can then enjoy my run maybe and then the environment and I'm not so distracted. And then I got back, quickly put my swimming costume on and then jumped in the cold ocean. And all of a sudden I'm like, <gasps> and it became really short. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. My breath is on its own little dance journey today. And I guess acknowledging how the cold water triggered that physiological response and then taking control of it, taking deep breaths in through the nose and I was sighing out through my mouth within about 10 breaths. I wasn't aware of the cold. I was, in, I was all of a sudden tapped into nature, the, the seagulls flying, the blue sky, the sunrise. And therefore I was able to be more present in the enjoyment of swimming in the ocean. And then just before talking to you, I um, yeah, danced around my kitchen and it was taking really deep breaths in and just going, <sighs> sighing it out and this idea of letting go let go of any nerves Elaine let go of anything you feel like you need to script you're just going to rock up and you're just going to be real and I and that's something that I do before talks and stuff anyway so yeah it, in the space of a few hours the power of the breath has got me through some interesting experiences <laughs> <laughs> love it I was also doing the same before I came on to we can do this. I I love the sighing. Um, I must admit that I think that's one of my favorite like intentional breathing things is just to go <sighs> and just really let it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Along I mean, with some shaking, obviously. To oh yeah, really it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure the body's still there and awake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's loads of different breathing techniques. I mean, uh, anyone out there that likes cold water swimming will probably know Wim Hof technique. And you know, he very he'll. It's a very dynamic way of breathing. But he'll say, "Breathe in, let go. Breathe in, let go." And that's great for that environment. Maybe if you're wanting a more calmer space, then I would recommend maybe slowing that down. But just that reminder that the exhalation is getting rid of carbon dioxide. It's getting rid of the waste in our body. And if we match that up with our physiology and our respiratory system, you know, we need to get the toxins and the rubbish out of our system to make room for the, the oxygenated um, energy that comes in. So actually letting go is a, is a physical attribute but also great metaphor for just letting go of our can I say shit like just let go of the shit (laughs) let go of the shit let go of the tension let go of all that self-doubt that's going I'm not enough I'm not enough and actually I felt I find then the breath then becomes empowering and then I'm like I am enough I am enough and then the breath comes into movement and then we just hopefully the smiles then creep on afterwards (laughs) yeah oh there was something you said there about like the oxygen and all I could think was like it's breathing life force back into us oh totally yeah Yeah. (laughs) and yoga and and lots of um different philosophies obviously we 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 think of the the breath as chi as energy and um and I mean quite black and white without our breath we wouldn't be here so it's a very simple reality and again bringing your awareness to your being that if I don't breathe I'm not going to be existing as a human as I am right now so actually how how can I use my breath to enhance my energy and and, and help me on my journey to where I want to go and and just show up and I think that's a really powerful um, connection to make between our breath and our bodies and then our minds as well which 
we know in our NLP practice that's a powerful tool as well hey (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah Um, was like what, what was just coming up for me then was just you know we breathe oxygen into our bodies that then powers our muscles and actually we have like there needs to be an action on the end of that in order to I suppose bring it into balance I don't know if that's the right term but it is yeah. that there's something going on there <laughs> like it all leads to some form of action or some form of movement yeah and I mean you're tapping into my, oh, I'm a bit of a geek when I love anatomy and physiology so that <laughs> what you've just described just makes my point go oh yeah that's so exciting when oxygenated blood reaches the muscles and the and the ATP gets released and you know the lactic acid release and then our muscles contract. And, and, and that is a very I say, basic step-by-step thing that happens in our body to be able to, to walk, to run, to dance, to, to move our body. We need to, that process happens without us thinking. But I think actually once you tap into that awareness and you maybe are aware that's how your body works and you can just heighten it even more and it will just heighten your experience and hopefully feel quite an empowering um about to say experience again (laughs) (laughs) I repeat words all the time (laughs) last word of the day dancing like honey and experience (laughs) (laughs) I love it I told you there might be snuffling going on here didn't I say (laughs) (laughs) it's all right honey belongs with waffles so (laughs) (laughs) yes I love that (laughs) oh brilliant (laughs) no this has been such an interesting conversation and The word aligned action is what keeps coming up for me that if we can Mm. align our breath, then we can align our actions. And then actually we're aligning ourselves with what we're expressing and putting out into the world, which obviously can also be incredibly terrifying and scary, which then probably plays back onto the importance of the the breath again. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. And that's such a lovely way of, I really like that. I really love that kind of breath into action. And I think from what you've just described for me and which I'm trying to navigate in my own mind is that how I can layer the NLP and the blue health coaching on top of that, because actually once you press pause, breathe. Okay. I'm in that state of, okay, I'm ready. I want to address something positive or, or challenging in us. So if we don't have the tools to be able to then move forward in where we want to go, we could then go back to that cycle of <laughs> and then we need to pause again, then we need to breathe and then we go back again. So actually it's kind of putting, I feel like there's a, as an element or a layer there we need to go, okay, what, what language am I hearing? Are there any patterns in that? Are, am I not engaging in, in all of my senses? Um, and yeah, like, are there any limiting beliefs that are holding me back? And actually just being able to recognize that and then navigate through it to then kind of go, okay, I've got my breath, I've got my stillness, I've got my, the language that I'm identifying. Now I can make an informed choice of how I move forward. So I, yeah, I'm still kind of working out what that means and how I can share that with people. But I think there's so many powerful things out of all those modalities. It's just, um, and there's lots of wonderful people out there doing it. So yeah, and I, I I have the feeling that when that all kind of falls into place for you, it's going to be magical. <laughs> so it's definitely going to be amazing, and I can't wait to hear about it. Thank you, thank you. Well, thank you. You you are helping you and Haley and Quiet Connections have have been part or are part of this journey for me. So I'm really grateful. Thank amazing. You. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, 
there was something else that I wanted to ask it's just but oh yeah hang on it's come back um so <laughs> um I was gonna ask like I'm, I'm not sure if this has been the same for you but I, I know for me um some of those like or most of those like really deep-rooted limiting beliefs and um the stories and stuff that I've been telling about myself like for me I don't really feel like they live in my mind but rather like really rooted down in my body if that makes any sense at all and like I know I've done some work with um a number of clients and stuff before where it's like that's I said where like the same thing has kind of come up like it's not always in the mind that actually those those stories and stuff exist but actually they they are being held in the body and I'm wondering if if like you've experienced the same at all or yeah it's it, yeah something quite strong's coming up for me which I, I feel in a safe space to share if if that's okay and it's um a limiting belief that I've got at the moment that is um I'm not enough and that's something that has been whirling for a while but I guess I did when I discovered it recently I um discovered it through my yoga practice and breathing mm-hmm. and it so it was through the movement of flow and I was on my tummy practicing bow which is this kind of backbend posture where I was just completely I was practicing that and I completely let go and I rested my cheek on the side so it's like I was listening to the ground and all of a sudden it's like I could hear my heart beating on the on the pressure of the floor and I could listen to it and all of a sudden I I then felt my breath and the movement of my breath and then all of a sudden out of the out of the like nowhere tears started flowing and I was like wow where's this going Elaine and I kind of was like excited by it but at the same time there was a sadness because what then came up was this you're, you're not enough and um and for me it was the the contact of the floor the weight of my body the sound and the, the of my breath and my heart rate that triggered that release and so I think it's really it's reaffirmed the power of the breath and the movement and that could be anything you know it could be your walk or um it doesn't have to be yoga or dancing but finding your way of movement that allows you to connect with that and to really listen to it and when it it was almost like it was telling me and then, and then afterwards, I was like, actually, no. And then I danced it out and then it shifted and it, then it felt empowering. So, yeah, it was quite a powerful um, moment to um, cry, dance, laugh <laughs> and feel a release. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I've, I've experienced something similar as well before. Um, in fact, actually, just a couple of months ago. I was upstairs and I put some music on and I just started dancing around and then before the end of the song I found myself like on the floor crying my eyes out and was just like dance like I think I was like banging the floor or something whilst crying whilst singing along and I was like I have no idea what's going on right now but this is great it's (laughs) so releasing and (laughs) I think sometimes you just gotta flow with it and just let it come up and come out and then yeah it feels so good afterwards like liberating doesn't it it's just all of a sudden like you can move your joints more or you can just I call it my zing like I, I definitely feel that after getting in the cold water but you just feel alive like we're, we're alive we're here like we only get one go of this like let's just make the most of it and I just feel really really passionate about that and so when I hear when I'm here and I'm seeing you tell that story and, it, and you've come alive in your gestures and, and it just, it's really yeah it, powerful to hear so yes (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. Well, I've really, really enjoyed this chat and I think we'll start kind of wrapping up all though again, I think we could probably continue talking for at least another yeah, hour. But, <laughs> but we won't. So um, just to kind of start bringing it to a close. Um, if you had a message to send back to your younger self, what would that be? That's a good one. I am enough. I'm more than enough. And um, keep dancing. Keep dancing and sharing your dance with others. Yeah. Yeah. Keep dancing. Keep sharing. I feel like I, I, I've, I've, yeah, I, I want to share more dance, whatever that, that could be a metaphor or, or, or physically dancing. But um, yeah, I've, Elaine, you've got the gift of dance. Keep sharing that with people. Oh, love it. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I, I love it so much when we call the things that excite us gifts because that's really what they are aren't they like they are gifts and a gift is to be shared so yeah beautiful (laughs) (laughs) and um if you had some final words of kindness to extend to our community what would you like to say that you're all awesome and that I guess if there's four if I could share maybe my um, feel-good kit, I don't know if that is of any help to anyone, but on a every day, even if, if I'm having a dip or I'm needing energy, I kind of have four things to move, nourish, connect, and pause. And um, move however you want to move, nourish your body and soul however you want to do that through food maybe or, or reading, um, connect with other people. Um, we all know how obviously you're doing such a wonderful job with the podcast, connecting with others, and then just press pause and breathe. Just, just um, yeah, embrace your breath. And um, I like to as Spike Milligan once said, "Smiling is infectious, infectious." So hopefully we can smile from that, and then just keep spreading the smiles and help more people feel great. So yeah, I felt myself like breathing in your words then when you were speaking. <laughs> like oh permission (laughs) you have permission to be awesome Stacey permission to move however you want to move yay right I feel like I'm going to go do some kitchen dancing after this so (laughs) (laughs) thank you so so much for coming on and sharing it's been yeah it's always such a pleasure to connect with you so yeah Like you, yeah, thank you. You're an absolutely, you know, just a ray of sunshine and full of positivity. And I'm, I'm just in awe of these podcasts and what you're doing out for the community. So we actually continued chatting for a little while after the interview ended, and there was so much more that came up. But sadly, I'd hit stop recording by that point. But I'd like to just share the general message that came up for us both afterwards, and. It's been something that we both seem to be exploring recently and it's all around purpose. And here's what it is. Purpose is not what you do. Your purpose is who you are, who you truly are, your authentic self beneath all the conditioning, all the societal expectations and pressures to act a certain way or be a certain person or have certain things. Your purpose feeds into and is expressed through all areas of life, and it can be expressed throughout the smallest of actions and in a variety of ways. And just as we kept saying within our chat, it has movement. Purpose has movement. It 
moves you physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It moves others. And ultimately, with time, it moves society. So I'd like to leave you with this. What small movement can you make today and every day that feels fulfilling? I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you can find out more about Elaine and Formotion by visiting formotioncic.com. That's four as in the number four, formotioncic.com. Tune in again next week and in the meantime, stay connected. Thanks for listening. You can find the show notes from this episode at quietconnections.co.uk If you enjoyed this episode, please help us reach more people by leaving a review. With gratitude for the support of the National Lottery Community Fund.